This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Basecamp. When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do, people know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my friend Shannon Knoll, and she talks to me about her love of being a tour guide here in Chicago. Now, it's not something that she's been doing all that long, so a lot of what she focuses on is talking about ways that she finds to focus on interesting information that she's been able to garner, you know, on maybe a daily basis while she's giving tours. Um, ways that she's found to kind of fill in the gaps where people ask questions and want to know more about something. And uh, things that she's really learned from the people on the tours themselves about what experience brings them to Chicago, how all of our experiences are very much affected by what we're surrounded by at any given time, and the things that she's really wanted to focus on, like uh, female architects and uh, the first gay community in Chicago called Tower Town, things like that that are particular points of interest for her um, that she, uh, you know, grapples with sharing on the tours that she gives, along with some other things that she may not feel as, um, like she has as much of a a right or duty to uh, expound about herself, but still tries to incorporate into her tours. I think it makes for a really interesting conversation. It really gives a good picture of what kind of uh, comedian and what kind of voice she brings to her life and her creative endeavors. Um, if you want to hear more from Shannon, she's a writer and voice actor on a fellow Chicago podcast co-op show called the Coke Brothers Mystery Show. I'm a big fan of that whole team and the show that they've put together. Um, you get to join boy detectives, the Koch brothers, as they use their billions of dollars in shadowy government government influence to solve the country's most harrowing crimes, crimes they most certainly didn't commit. It's always really fun to hear Shannon's voice pop up on that show whenever there are new episodes. If you want to see her live on stage, there's she's involved in a couple shows at The Annoyance right now, Evicted. It's a episodic sketch show she's doing on Thursday nights at 8 o'clock. And Baby Wine, which is a uh, wonderful little all-gay improv team that performs on Fridays at 10 o'clock. I've got a couple of other past guests and buddies uh, in that cast that I would highly recommend checking out. Um... Uh, as far as other annoyance shows go, I've got weekly shows, 9.30, Thursday nights, myself, in the fishbowl, may catch Shannon or other members of the currently performing, uh, teaching, directing, etc., um, at the Annoyance Theater there and get an opportunity to play with them if you throw your student ID into the fishbowl. That may be an annoying student ID, another improv theater student ID. I don't really care if you put your driver's license in it. If you want to play with some people 
and get some stage time and come check out the team that I'm on who hosts every week. I see no qualms with you doing that in any way you so choose. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy this great episode with Shannon Knoll. I'm going to have so much to not include at the top of this. Because <laughs> I started recording just oh, to make sure yeah. we're looking good. Just all burps. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. I think we can leave the rest to the audience's <laughs> imagination. <laughs> um, let's do this. My guest today is Shannon Knoll. Hey. And we just established pre-recording that she'll be <laughs> talking to me about... <laughs> Uh, her love of and knowledge of and experience with being a tour guide. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say was the origin of your experience or interest in this topic? Uh, I got fired from a job and needed another. <laughs> <laughs> when was that? Uh, that was like last year. Okay. Like, uh, and I conveniently got fired in like, I think... March and that's when tour guide season starts hiring. Oh yeah, so true. Yeah, so I was like, and then my friend was like, "Well, I applied for this job," and I was like, "That sounds interesting." Um, and I ended up loving it. Like I've just been doing it last summer, and I plan to go back. I was gonna ask what you've been doing in the meantime, hustling. Uh, man, hustle, being so poor, (laughs) 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 just waiting for the unemployment to kick in. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been friends with people who've done seasonal. I mean, I feel like Chicago is rife with seasonal jobs, but with tour guides specifically, uh, it's tough. Like it's, there's such a, uh, there's such a market for it, but only like, <laughs> what, only like eight, some of the time, eight months out of the year or even maybe, that? I mean, this year we went longer cause it's been like a warm winter. So yeah. we went till January, like nice. April through January. Nice. That's yeah. not bad. It's not terrible, but it is like uh, only you really only make money at it like two months out of the year. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but uh, I feel like you'd get <laughs> a lot better at it with like lower stakes. Oh, I'm yeah. sure you could speak to that. <laughs> totally. Like, uh, yeah, I went in and I was like, "Oh man, I dropped out of high school. Like, I don't know how I'm gonna learn all these facts." <laughs> Uh, and then it ended up being like the most fun to learn about the city and stuff. yeah i would think so it's totally fun but i also still don't know everything and i think being a bad student has taught me the skill of lying so like yeah i feel like that's there's definitely a a comedian's like um i feel like especially stand-ups which i know would you consider yourself more a stand-up than anything else or do you think you kind of exist somewhere between all these things somewhere between probably yeah like i right now i'm probably doing more stand-up but Mm -hmm. i did improv for longer and still do it so cool uh just curious where you felt like your allegiances (laughs) lie there on the comedy kinsey scale (laughs) right yes i mean because like Comedy is fluid. <laughs> comedy, I want everyone to know, no matter how you feel right now, comedy is fluid. <laughs> you could change it anyway. Uh, and, like, you don't necessarily have to define yourself by one end of the comedy spectrum right. or the other. You can totally be, be like, homo comedy one day <laughs> and, like, buy comedy another day. Uh, I think I'm pretty, I don't know which, I don't know whether um, stand-up or 
sketchs or like improv sketch. I don't know which oh, end of the spectrum. Improv is absolutely gay. <laughs> <laughs> no question no for you. No question asked. Improv is right. 100% gay. <laughs> Why do you say that? Just don't, you're all up in each other's business. <laughs> that is, all right, fair yeah. enough. That's, yeah. a, that's a really good point. I co-sign it. And I guess that makes me comedy gay as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so comedy gay. <laughs> I feel like I'm one of those, uh, I feel like I'm an atypical, uh, comedy gay though. Cause like, I, I like to think I don't care as much about being in people's <laughs> business. <laughs> yes. I know what She responded. That's all right. <laughs> no, I know. It's, Yeah. I feel like, like when you go to an improv party and there's like a circle of people playing zip zap zap, and you're like, yo, yo, you guys are so comedy gay right so now. So comedy gay. You are like, you are like chilling at Scarlet Comedy Gay. Right now. This is delightful. Uh, so, I mean, definitely on both sides of that um, comedy spectrum, though, there's definitely a lot of points for. Uh, filling in the the gaps you know what i mean just on stage as an improviser or like the way that stand-up comedians have always and will always say things like last week when they're actually referring to something that happened years ago (laughs) so much yeah it's like you have the same joke for like five years you're like oh man the other day when i was in high school (laughs) (laughs) right yeah yeah it's totally uh like a nice a nice mix of skills between stand up, uh, flubbing that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. saying it with authority. And then Love improv it. like yes anding. Mm-hmm. Like whatever someone says like, Oh, do you know about like this history fact? You're like, Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and like, then you just find something to tag it with. You're like, Oh yeah, that totally that's like why not and you, it's so easy to tie everything back to the World's Fair of eighteen ninety three. I would think so. Just attach any that's so like <laughs> When Daniel Burnham, like, designed the city. Uh, what do you, can you think of a specific time, maybe not recently, because I know you haven't been giving as many tours, but uh, can you think of specific times when people have asked you things like that and you just have to, are you, how would you say that you're instructed as, like, during training, I guess? Uh I'm, I, I don't want to specify where I work, so sure. this could be anywhere. I'm but, glad you said yeah. that because you told me uh, off mic, and I definitely would have said it at some point. So Yeah. <laughs> but that's totally fair. <laughs> totally, It makes yeah. a lot of sense. Just just one of the companies, but uh, the training uh, was mostly untrue. Like, the facts that they gave us, uh, somebody told me, they were like, you should probably go back and fact check those because when I did, most of them weren't true. Oh, my god! <laughs> but they let you come up with your own tours. So they just kind of give you, like, a baseline. Um, and you have, like, two weeks of training. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you go and do your own research and make the tour what you want, which is cool. That is cool. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, but do you have a specific route that the bus takes? Yeah, we do kind of a figure eight around the city. And okay. uh, it's like... Just the kind of like the loop and then up through like River North and then back down. So you get like the Hancock Building, the Willis Tower, um, Museum Campus, and then uh, we go as far west in River North as like the Hard Rock or the Rock and Roll McDonald's, the now Retro McDonald's. Oh, did they change? 
yeah, like 10 years ago, they changed it, which people are like, what, isn't this the hard rock or the rock and roll McDonald's? And it's like, no, I'm so sorry. Now it's the retro McDonald's. <laughs> which is possibly the lamest interaction that could happen it's, between two people. I hate it so much. That's like my least favorite. And people are like, is this, oh, like, especially if they're from out of the country, they're like, we want to go take a picture in front of Hard Rock Cafe. And I'm like, ew. <laughs> why? No, why? <laughs> Get off it. That's a chain. <laughs> you can see that anywhere. Yeah, it'll look the same. It's not, and the food is terrible and expensive. And please, uh, those that is really disheartening to yeah. say, like to to have the place you want. It'd be like saying, "Can we? Can you take us to the Hard Rock Cafe?" <laughs> Yeah, can you? <laughs> or I mean the uh, Rainforest Cafe. That's why I meant. And the same. Rainforest Cafe is right next to it, too. right? So usually it's the same crowd that piles off the bus, right? So or anywhere else, just go any- to Portillo's. It's right across the seriously, street. Seriously, seriously, that's the only time I'm ever in that specific part of the city is to go to Portillo's, which is great. Portillo's is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's you know half the price. The food's delicious, and for- you have so many choices. Yeah, yeah. Fools. Fools. Listen, if really what this should be about is, or at least a like side uh, bonus of this is anyone who wants to experience Chicago more like a Chicagoan and less like a uh, tourist, like a crazy tourist. Yeah, unless like someone who would say they want to go to the Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah, yeah. So someone else who worked at the same tour company you did after training said something to the effect of hey <laughs> yeah. don't listen to any of those things they're like yeah they were like you're gonna want to and it, it wasn't just one person it was like a bunch of people would be like and it's especially the drivers because they get to hear like oh. all of the tour guides tours sure so they usually would be like i've heard this fact over and over and sometimes they give other tours so like the drivers kind of know it too they'll sometimes give tours mm-hmm. so they're like i know this fact isn't true and i keep on hearing tour guides say it so i assume it came from training you should go back and check it that's man when when that's your system of checks and balances <laughs> Yeah, uh, my boss does that a lot because we have people who come from out of town for our training courses, and uh, there's a roof on the building that our courses are in uh, that's in the West Loop. So at some point during the week, everyone goes up on the roof, and he kind of talks about the buildings that we can see because we can see basically the whole skyline. Yeah, and at one point, his wife was up there with us, and she leaned over to me and was like, "Hey." Have you ever um, looked up any of the things that he tells people about this? And I was like, no, but I've thought about it before because some uh, he always tells people that Merchandise Mart isn't the tallest building in the world, but it's the largest. Yeah. And I looked it up, and that's not true. <laughs> he says in the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or maybe in the U.S. or, or it s- is the large. I mean, I say I have no idea if this is true. That's why I'm like, oh, is it? Not tr-? I say on my tour, it's the largest in the city. Oh, by square yes. footage, that yeah. has to be true. Yeah, because it is. He says in the world, though, like he's it's like absolutely not Chicago's the merchandise mart, the largest building in the world. And there's like, no way that's true because it's palaces. <laughs> <laughs> like. There's he just, like, <laughs> tries to, I think, I looked it up since then to see, 
you know where it ranks. It's not even in the top like it's not even in a top twenty of the largest <laughs> buildings, period. But it does have some kind of um I can't remember exactly what its designation is, but it does have some kind of in the world designation, but I can't remember what it is. Um, <laughs> and uh, hence why I've not, you know, called Monitor actually. <laughs> it's like I fact checked it, but didn't yeah. remember the fact. I love that. That actually is a really like something I notice a lot with tour guides is like they will just give stuff like bigger credit than it's deserved. Like, yeah. This is the first yacht club in the world. <laughs> it's like no way. There's no way that Chicago has the first yacht club in the world. Right? Yeah. Like it's inland. There's no way. <laughs> it's inland, and it's in the United States. Like we barely have the first anything in the world. Yeah, like, that's a really good point. Like you can you can bet that it's not here. That's you've heard people say that the stuff about like some that sort of Chicago yacht. Club. Just like they'll just like throw it out there, and I do it sometimes too, but I try not to because uh-huh. I don't want to. I feel like. And also from improv, like, you lose credit from being, like, overly, like, uh, yeah, overly, like, over the top with stuff. Sure. So if you, if you want to lie, make it something that people will believe. Like, oh, this was the first whatever in the Midwest or whatever. Right. That's really funny. Yeah. Uh, the, the funny thing about that is, too, that those are the things that people take away from those types of tours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Totally. I, I know I would. Oh, this was the first blah, blah. <laughs> and oh. then they sound like, yeah. <laughs> I've had, it's usually middle-aged dads who, like, try to sit next to me and give the tour for me. And they're like, they're like, but isn't this this? And I'm like, no. And even if I don't know, I'm like, uh. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you are not taking control of this tour. <laughs> As the uh, daughter of a southern dad who would absolutely do something like that. <laughs> oh, man, your dad's like... Was he's, he... uh, he's just a ham. Like, I'm so much like him. And he <laughs> loves history. Yeah. And he is very smart. So if he knew anything about what you were talking about, <laughs> I'm sure he would try to, like, strike up a conversation <laughs> with you about it mid-tour. Does he try to, like, add to it or does he try to correct? I don't think he would ever correct. Definitely yeah. not that. That's he, good. It's more of a, like, he wants to be an active participant. But no, I don't, I don't, th- I can't see him just being like, mm, actually, <laughs> yeah. but I'm sure you get a lot of that too. There are occasionally, there's an occasionally like a goofus who comes on and he's like, oh, what about, uh, have you ever tried to, uh, I guess that's where <laughs> does, does the tour company itself have things that they suggest about moments like that or how have you navigated Oh it? no, they they gave us they just like threw us in which is kind of my favorite part about it um yeah i mean i personally think it's one of the better ones but they like uh uh they're just like you know make sure people don't get hit by bridges (laughs) and uh like uh try to be correct don't like some guy got fired for talking about ghosts too much on his tour (laughs) that's hilarious yeah um, but otherwise, they don't really. I don't remember guidelines about that kind of stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 funny how like laissez faire they seem to be. Yeah. It's like, and I sometimes I'm like I'm like I guess I could do a lot less work on this, but also <laughs> I don't know what else I would do on top of the bus. Sure. 
Sure, sure, sure. Do you, uh, yeah, so that's interesting. Do you, like, look stuff up and, and work on your tours while you're on the, because you can't be, I'm sure, especially during slower times, you're not just, like, doing tour after tour and stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, the buses go in a constant loop, so you never, like, you get an hour break each day. Oh. But otherwise, you're just, like, so. Is it a hop-on, hop-off kind of thing? Yeah, so even if you have one person, you're still giving the tour. Wow. Which is the most awkward. I was gonna say, which is probably the worst part of it. <laughs> That's why I hated late in the season, you'd get, like, one person and i mean it'd be cool like you could sit down next to them and be like i'm just gonna talk and just to have you. a conversation as opposed to it being super presentational yeah just being because it's so weird to talk on the mic to one person <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> makes like everyone uncomfortable that's so, so awful uh what's the most interesting like engaged interaction that you've had with someone since you started giving tours Oh, man. I've had a lot. Like, I really love the people who come on. My favorite were probably, uh, there were two ladies from New York who were just, like, like such stereotypical New York old yes. women who were, like, dressed, like, in what looked like must have been designer clothing, but just, like, weird, like, textures and fabrics. Yes, <laughs> and they were all, amazing. And they were just, like, arguing the whole time. <laughs> and they were like, no, but, and it was the stupidest stuff. They'd be like... <laughs> No, but what does this bridge go up or down? Does it go up or down? <laughs> I was like, it's so much fun. I was like, it goes up. And they were like, but does it go down? And I'm like, yeah, it goes down too. Like, just like, but I don't understand. And I'd be like, and this is the tallest building in Chicago. And they'd be like, but what is this bus station? Like, were they with a big group or was it just, just the two of them? They were like, they were like, I don't know. They're like cartoon characters. How bald? How old do you think they were at ballpark? Oh, they got like sixty, like a solid sixty. Yeah. Just that like so <laughs> just on a weekend. Like we've never been to Chicago. We've always heard that it's not a city. Like, I don't know. Like just like we always wanted to come here, but we don't ever leave New York. Yeah. You know? like, that's what I was when you said stereotypical New Yorkers, I I was certain they were like it's cute. This is cute. Yeah, like, it was like, this is cute. This is cute. Where can we get some pizza that's not deep dish? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is this crap <laughs> yeah. that sounds amazing yeah i would think that if someone had the right sense of humor like it seems like they were willing to kind of uh go tit for tat with you that it would be really fun to interact like that oh yeah and i think there were like a few other people on the bus at that point and i almost wanted to kick the other people off because i was like i really just want to do this right now oh like, right these guys are so much fun yes but i was still like trying to give the tour and they were sitting there just like they would get like you know that like new york angry confused <laughs> they're like <laughs> like i'd say something and they would just be like i don't get it why don't you have an east side and i'd be like because there's a lake <laughs> it's the whole east like there is no and they'd be like oh that's fascinating <laughs> like, no it's just geography that's just how it is and like hey, like i didn't know that lydia i didn't know <laughs> did you hear that did you hear what she just said i didn't know that <laughs> angry confused <laughs> that's so great what do you uh find yourself talking about that people are the most uh like interested in is there something that spawns you think the most response questions or you know those uh midwestern eager 
dads uh, wanting to engage you about? Uh, it's interesting. Like, I love this job because I can kind of cater my tour to who's on the bus. Yeah. Um, but definitely the one, and it's usually the fact that I don't care that much about that people are like excited about. Like, there's a homeless guy who lived under uh, the bridge that goes across Lakeshore Drive across the river. Um, and he had built like a house inside the rafters and he had like a TV and a microwave hooked oh. up in there my god yeah and like they didn't find out about him except that uh some guy tried to live with him and he was like you can't live with me so this guy reported him to the city <laughs> but he would, he would like ride <gasps> the guy the- who had tried to live with him reported mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like if you won't let me live with you i'm gonna report you <laughs> oh my god and it was like cool and like he rode the it's a drawbridge so he would stay in there when it would go up and down and he said it felt like a ferris wheel that is crazy yeah what did he, how did he, did he have a generator or did he find like no, so he, random <laughs> wild outlets? So the reason he chose the bridge was for one thing he could like build in the rafters, but also he hooked up to the bridge's electricity supply. Oh my and God. From what I heard, now this is one of the facts that I haven't found a fact check on, this but I say it anyway. Say, yeah. yeah. But I heard that the city is currently suing him for the power that he stole. Oh my God. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me just because it's it would be embarrassing to have had something like that happen. Right. So I'm sure that's something that they're doing to try to save face. <laughs> they're, you know? like, they're like, yeah, but we're saying. But I think and I, when I include I sometimes don't include that for one thing, because I don't know if it's true. Right. But sure. also but also because then moms will be like, but no, why are they suing him? He did such a smart thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> get all worked up <laughs> then you end up in like a, a facebook political conversation you right. know what i mean it, yeah where it's like it doesn't really make it it does it's not like a big thing no this you don't need to chime in your two cents on the guy who used to live in this bridge <laughs> right you know who's like at this point just kind of a fairy tale right like, exactly yeah <laughs> Exactly. The most set up. And then meanwhile, they won't get upset when it's like, I don't know. I, I try not to put too much racial stuff into the tour because, I mean, I, Chicago's a super racist city. Yeah. And it's like, or hist- and historically has been. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes. Even the, you know, the plan for yeah, the city. The layout all- of the city. Talking about like the 1893 World's Fair was like absolutely. Uh, it was called the White City and it was the white city because the buildings were painted white but it also was like a completely whitewashed fair yikes yeah so it's sometimes hard skirting that but people won't get upset about that but they'll get upset about the guy in the bridge (sighs) that makes sense that makes a lot of sense my boss always makes jokes when he talks to people about the grid and like the south side where he's like I always say they only cared about naming the cities on the north side, and they just gave all the south side numbers. And like, <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't. It feels, <sighs> and that's also so historically inaccurate. I know. It's like he so makes like, it's he makes it seem like this fun like. Haha, uh, like, don't go where the numbers are thing. And it uh, always kind of makes me, my skin crawl. And he does it all. That Like, every time we have a new class of students, he makes that same joke. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's that, just very, like, casually racist. 
That's like Chicago is like I feel like anyone on the north side is like I've seen the whole city and they've mm-hmm. seen like Lakeview, Edgewater, and then maybe Pilsen. <laughs> right, like, right, 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 right. Yeah. Everything is. Like, I got yo. I got tacos in Pilsen once. I've been everywhere. <laughs> I've been to the deep south side. I went to Pilsen. It's like uh, that's kind of west side. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, uh, that's so I can't. And if that's I don't know whether i feel like it would be worse as for someone's perspective out coming to the city from the outside but i don't know i guess it's hard to speak to that it just in terms of someone going like i think of small town people coming to a big city and going like where but where are the safe places you know yeah i get that question sometimes but also like i mean There are people who come to Chicago, too, because it does have a cool, like, racially diverse history as well. Like, we have, like, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of uh, African-American performance here. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. jazz and blues. This was part on the Great Migration, like, coming up north and bringing, like, music up here and it changing and all that kind of stuff. Sure. It's cool history. Mm -hmm. But also, I always feel weird speaking to it, too. Right. Sure, sure, sure. So you're like, well, this is my understanding, which I want to be very clear is very limited and white. <laughs> yeah, like I want to be clear. I am so sorry. I'm so fucking. I'm sorry. Yeah. I swear. Oh right. yeah, say okay, whatever. Cool. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, like so, so white. Yeah. But I'm gonna try to make this tour not all about straight white men who uh, mm, fucked over a lot of people. Right. Sure. But are the ones that we talk about the most because that straight white men wrote our history because <laughs> they also wrote it down there's this oh my god the lake so they didn't recognize the uh first non-native settler of chicago until a few years ago um because he was a black man what yeah and his uh jean baptiste point du sable who was awesome like uh came up from haiti and started a fur trade up here wow and was like the only settler to um really like get along with the Potawatomi which was one of the major tribes here um and not try to like kill them off basically sounds about right yeah and there's a plaza up on uh, Michigan Avenue just north of the river that's Pioneer Plaza and that's where he had his farm and had all the stuff but they originally uh had that named after the guy who basically um chased Jean-Baptiste Point du Sable out of town and stole his farm. Oh my god. And they had it like named after this dude and he put they put a plaque up in the 1930s that said this is the site of the first uh white child born in Chicago. And it's still there. What? Yeah. That is mind-boggling. Yeah. <laughs> the f- site of the first white child? Yeah, like just what? Like why don't why haven't they destroyed that plaque and i don't know in it's still in pioneer plaza mm-hmm. on michigan avenue on michigan avenue and like the whitest part <laughs> the whitest part of the city on the site of john baptiste Point where they farm <laughs> where a white man came and stole a black man's farm right <laughs> yikes yeah chicago Hey, it's so, I think, uh, the more, you know, conversations like this become part of, uh, I want to say, like, our generation, like, a forward, um, you know, corner of the people that we have tried to surround ourselves with, uh, 
be that as like comedians or uh, young people living in a city or whatever it is that you know makes that kind of thing happen. Not to be like, look at us, look but at- yeah. Um, as more of that, uh, you know, becomes a part of our lives and having trying to have these conversations where we point out uh, things like this. I, it's interesting to think about when or if any of it comes into actual being does that make sense yeah like when as we're like we talk about it talk about it talk about but when actually change right like when is the next improv show gonna be not mostly white dudes (laughs) right yeah yeah i was just talking to claire before this about uh she went to see a show at the revival yeah which is like intentionally trying to bring comedy to more to the south side yeah and uh she went to see a show and it was just like all these like white dudes that she sees perform on the north side all the time they're like a it's weird they're like you know when you spill glitter and you can't get rid of it (laughs) i've heard glitter referred to as the herpes of the craft world oh yeah so absolutely it's like straight white dudes are the herpes of the comedy community (laughs) and they're usually the spreaders too can we be (laughs) you know <laughs> it's like if glitter could you know um book other glitter <laughs> if glitter could self-multiply like somehow <laughs> somehow they make more of themselves <laughs> they're like worms I don't know that that's necessary. it's almost like there's an outside source of glitter that's just like pouring it in you know where's the glitter leak can right. we like i feel like it's coming from like ivy league schools could we plug yeah. up the glitter leak <laughs> If if for no if nothing else, uh, we've come up with some banger like comedy analogies in this episode so far. Absolutely. Uh, if anybody would like to take these, it'll be fifty dollars each. Yes, this is actually uh, all of our intellectual property. Yeah. So so you're gonna have to pay for it. Yep. Yep. Um, man, I'm sure there are so many stories like that. Uh, Jean Baptiste, um, in the city and outside of it. So I guess one thing to be uh glad of here is that you're interested enough in trying to tell a story like that. You know that yeah. it's getting um yeah I'm white savior. Half the time I'm like I feel like someone else should be telling this story, but right. I'm also like yeah, yeah. But you're the one in the position yeah and it's some and i feel like people are more interested in like people don't want to just hear about like the same like yeah burn them over and over mm-hmm. and over and like you know just like yeah this and marshall field did this and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah yes those people did do things but <laughs> they're just the ones who got the most talked about right and they were the ones who were allowed to hold property so that's why right we have these buildings we gave them the power to do this yeah <laughs> governmentally and then they did do it <laughs> right but it's cool yeah i always try to include like genie gang on the tour who's like an amazing architect who's currently working in chicago and really? she's like she built the aqua building which is the uh building that lady gaga lives in um and it's oh, yeah. the aqua building yeah it's on um 
Like it's just like north of Pritzker Pavilion, so north of the uh, um, Millennium Park, mm-hmm. uh, and it's that building that has like those wavy sides on it. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's Lady Gaga lives there. Well, her fiance lives there, and when uh, she comes to visit him, she stays there. I see. Yeah. I didn't realize she was a uh, bicoastal. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's she's fluid. <laughs> I see. Um, what's the architect's name? Uh, Jeannie Gang. Jeannie. Gang. Gang. G A N G. Where else uh does she primarily work in Chicago? Yeah, she's based out of Chicago. Um she also just designed the uh bird sanctuary over on Northerly Island. So oh, down by the museum campus. Cool. Yeah, and she's gonna be building a skyscraper right near the Aqua building that's gonna outsize it. And currently the Aqua building is the tallest building um in the world designed by and I said like in the world, but it is in the world. Designed by a female-headed architecture firm. No way. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, and she's about to outsize herself with another building. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, she's dope. Whatever happened to... <laughs> predictability. <laughs> uh, whatever, whatever happened to predictability. <laughs> Charlie told me about this in his episode. In the There was the spire yeah oh that's my favorite one to talk about which is like uh okay so when we go past it's a, a giant hole in the ground um over by lakeshore drive uh-huh. uh did you post a picture of that recently yeah i did i feel like i remember seeing this and knowing <laughs> what it was because of charlie's, because of charlie's yeah. yeah it's always um and people are like why do you point that out on your tour it just shows chicago's failure and i'm like because it's really because, funny and <laughs> because why not you know right. it, if if you can't paint an honest story or at least attempt to what's the point right and it's like i don't know that's the stuff that i like to know Mm -hmm. is when i go out i'm like and it ties in with like chicago does fail at a lot of projects but it's kind of cool that we try them Mm -hmm. um but it was uh so yeah they started construction in like 2001 or they bought the property in 2001 and uh the company went bankrupt in the recession and um, it was intended to be the tallest building in the Western Hemisphere. And then when uh, they went bankrupt, they stopped building. And now it's just, I always say, now it's the biggest hole in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they still got that record, you know? Yeah, they still got a record. <laughs> it's just like, you know. Um, so it's, do you, do you know anything about like the pro, are they, what are they going to do with it? Who who technically owns it? The uh, creditors that collected on it, uh, or the debtors who collected on it, own the property. They have no plans to do anything. And the city is like, uh, could someone else buy this from them? Because they're just sitting on it right now. And the last article I read was from, like, uh, summer of last year. And they were like, yeah, it's just sitting there. There's, uh, It's such a large foundation. Nothing but the spire can really go there. They did. That's right. Yeah, and they did challenge people, like architects, to maybe come up with other ideas. Um, they still hope to maybe build the spire someday, right. but they need someone who's going to pay for it. That is so crazy, especially with a lot of uh, property property tax and things like that being a pretty, uh, at least a 
part of you know Rom's influence on the city that I've heard discussed. If yeah. that makes sense, because there's a he has some sort of discretional fund that's disguised as not that. Oh yeah, oh, man. that's <laughs> accrued from property taxes uh, that they're planning on using for things like uh like sporting facilities and uh other like high-end high-rises and shit like that that this city would then like it's it's the city using money that like uh should be going to other sources but instead is just being used for things that like don't actually need that money man he's yeah that's like that's another thing going around on the tour bus too being like seeing all these building projects going on and being like yeah uh it looks cool that they're doing a 3.5 billion dollar renovation on navy pier but they also closed like 50 schools this year exactly yeah yeah and (laughs) uh the governor's office has apparently been giving a lot of pressure about taking over the school system from the city no really yeah like uh i think there was even a uh comment from bruce ronner to the effect of like rom had his chance kind of thing oh man so it's like oh boy we could (laughs) potentially see something go even more wrong god oh man it already has so I, i think this is just like Hey guys, next time you vote for a mayor, actually vote. I can't. It was what a third of voters, registered voters, turned out for the last mayoral election. And it's like now people are like, impeach Ron. It's like, yeah, but also show up to vote. If you had done that in the first place, (laughs) yeah, this might not be an issue. You can, yeah, you can. It's easier to just not let it happen in the first place than to go back and change it. I will be very interested to see what voter turnout looks like this year because it seems to be more of a topic of conversation than it has in the past. Yeah. But I will still be surprised if it's reflected in the actual numbers. Yeah. I'm going to take bets. I'm going to say like 50%. Yeah. I feel like that would be... <laughs> optimistic <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> um oh man do you have you ever found yourself getting into i mean you mentioned a little bit of uh contentious moments <laughs> with people on your tours do you feel like they're ever just straight up debates or someone tries to like accuse you of things that you've had to kind of stick up for yourself about or uh not really. I'm trying to think if there's anyone who's been, like, actively. I feel like since the people are usually on vacation, they're usually so chill that they're, like, usually just went shopping. Um, sometimes we run out the buses, and sometimes these, like, I just, I think it's, I just don't get along with old rich women. Oh, and sure. It's just, I don't. I, uh, I mean, I think part of it is probably <laughs> that they they look at, like, the way things are going and they're they're terrified by it you know what i mean yeah i think so and i think also like they're stupid and get hit in the face with branches and i don't tell them like <laughs> they just don't know like basic things and they're like you should have told me that there's a branch and i was like you should have looked oh sure 
and then they get mad at me. That's similar things happen to me at work sometimes where I'll do something so that makes something more convenient, you know, or easier. And to me is very obvious. And then people uh, also a certain group of people does it more than others that fits <laughs> into um, <laughs> this topic of conversation. And like, for instance, you know, sometimes we serve food from uh, like in our built, you know, serve lunch yeah. and people always be like, where's the napkins? And like they could turn and look. <laughs> a foot away from them and they're right there and to me it's like that you asking me that is so much more energy than like you just want someone oh, to be able God. to like spoon feed everything into your life yeah i've worked at attempt for a long time and like set up a lot of like lunches for offices and stuff and i swear it's like always the top of the company people who are <laughs> like who are like what is this where where do i how yeah. do I do? It's and just like, so obvious when someone has had a lot of things done for them. Yeah. It's set a certain expectation of that in their life. Oh, I've had people be like, can you call the delivery people back? They forgot my crushed pepper. And I'm like, you're going to make a delivery person come all the way back here. For crushed pepper. Right. And they're like, Yikes. yeah. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, that's that's funny. That doesn't really surprise me that that would be kind of the hardest demographic. Yeah. Uh, what would you say uh, is one of the things – do you find yourself falling back on things – like can you compare your comedy experience to what it's been like to do that? I'll get into a – I guess a more specific question about that later. But like do you – that ha there has to be kind of crossover there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the cool thing is, like, I feel like with the tour, I don't have to be funny at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I don't try to be funny most of the time. Like, I don't, um, but it is uh, kind of feeling an audience and being like, am I losing them? Am uh -huh. I, like, are they with me? I can be like, uh, if people seem to be kind of lost, like, I'll do crowd work. I'll be like, where are you from? What's uh, <laughs> what's going on? You That's know? so funny. Yeah. Uh, that part is definitely useful for it and then also making stuff up when the bus is moving slow <laughs> like sometimes we'll just get stuck in a boring part of town and i'll be like you see how they're building all these skyscrapers that are all glass now um well that's because there's so many buildings they want them to kind of blend in with the sky oh my and god <laughs> it's just like making stuff up that's that so funny sounds like it could be true but i have no basis for it <laughs> Uh, someone asks you a question and you just keep moving through it. Keep going, going. Or I'll be like, or I'll make them think that they asked a different question. If they're like, yeah, uh, so what is, uh, what was the architect of this building? I'll be like, you know what? I don't know, but it's definitely built in the style of the Chicago School of Architecture, which if you look over at this building, this building was built by like this whatever. person. Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the misdirect. Yeah. Um, what? So you said if the, the bus never stops, it just loops. Yeah. Uh, do you find your, like, how does the time that you pass through certain parts of the city affect the, like, tour or the way that the city, because especially the loop just dies at some point during the day. And I find that to always be really interesting and weird about Chicago. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, it definitely, the city changes throughout the day, but I think uh, people are just visiting, don't really see it dying. Mm-hmm. I think that they're like, because they're usually from a small town and they're like, oh, this is just like crazy busy all right. the time. And <laughs> it's like, oh man, yeah, like this is, and they'll be like, where where should we go hang out? And I'm usually like try to judge if they're cool what they, or not what they would know. be actually up for yeah. i totally know what you mean i do that with people who come to where i work too yeah it's totally yeah because it's hard it's sometimes it's like oh what do i genuinely recommend would be not downtown right but if you seem like you're scared of the cta so uh <laughs> no. let's go to hard rock cafe Find something or, in the area yeah yeah let's do, like, i do the same thing like if someone asked me for restaurant recommendations and I think like they're they're not gonna leave this neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, like oh god, they're not. Uh, yeah, or even comedy wise, you know, so if someone yeah. seems really cool and interesting, <laughs> this is <laughs> this is a, as much of a commentary on me as it is anything else. Yeah. I'll be like, you should check out the Annoyance. It's this really cool theater <laughs> up on the north side. It's in a cool part of the city. Yeah. But if they're just like, what comedy shows should we see? <laughs> I'm like, oh boy, there's something running in one of the like small theaters at Second City or something. Oh like yeah, that. I'm usually like, I Second City to a lot of people is like underground. Like they think that Second City is like so hip they can't believe cool. they know about it yeah they're like D- have you heard about this? Oh. and i'm like if it's someone like that and they're like what should i go see i'm like you should probably go see altar boys on off broadway <laughs> like whatever you should probably like hilarious yeah i don't yeah it is crazy like because people i try to never bring up that i'm a comedian on tours yeah i don't usually tell people who come to our classes either yeah it's because it is like then they're like tell us a joke don't joke or, yeah don't joke or like where can i see you perform and i'm like mm-hmm, i don't want you to <laughs> right like, have you ever done just straight up material during a tour during a tour uh the only time that i do anything close to my material is if there's a little kid on the bus really and like yeah because little kids will often be like are you a boy or a girl oh and i'm like well i look like a boy don't i and i'm like i'm a girl which i'm like kind of right right you you even simplify your own story just for the sake of it yeah i'm like i'm like but i do look like a boy right i look like a little boy and they're like yeah and i'm like cool (laughs) that's so funny yeah uh that's cool that's interesting so only really if it's something that it's personally uh something you would talk about on stage anyway i guess yeah if it's something that like is would otherwise be like uncomfortable to address or like i don't know to try to make people comfortable too and be like yeah this is but otherwise i uh yeah i don't think i've done anything close to material on the bus just curious yeah. i feel like i uh i've had a couple people come through class at work and they'd be like so you're an improviser huh <laughs> like, yeah well they never say improviser they'd say like you're 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 an improv person person (laughs) oh god i i think improvisers like you can get some of the worst takes on how that should be said yeah yes and uh like even my boss will stumble over it if he mentions it to people and i'm like yes (laughs) improviser i've been saying this for two years (laughs) just say improviser yeah (laughs) uh 
but but people will still try to put you on the spot like maybe even more so than a, a someone who says they're stand up cuz they're yeah. just like well just make something up and it's like it doesn't that's not I am <laughs> one it doesn't work like that two I am right now <laughs> yeah like everything we're doing is improv yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're improvising i'm improvising cool <laughs> that's our lives <laughs> That makes it like I feel like that makes people sound like such a stoner. If you're like, man, we're always improvising. <laughs> I I'm okay with embracing that. That's my response to when people <laughs> ask things like that. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> uh, do you think that um, there have been times um, where you found yourself sitting with other tour guides, or do you uh, spend time with the other tour guides at all? Yeah, I mean, we just kind of have, like, morning meetings, and then if we take lunch around the same time, we might gotcha. chill waiting for our boss to come back. Do you think you have, um, like, uh, like water cooler type moment <laughs> where it's like you, uh, you kind of sh- share stories and swap tales about a being in the... <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of tour guides are also stand-ups, so oh. we see each other outside of it as nice. well. Yeah, which is cool. Um but yeah, I mean, yeah, we kind of are like, yo, I, I had this lady on the bus today or like I had this, but I don't know. I feel like people are so well behaved when they come on tours for like, I don't know. That's really interesting. Yeah. I wonder if there's a, a shift in that depending on what kind of tour people decide to go on or things like that. Totally. I wonder if like um, ghost tours or like. I know that there's like weird Chicago tours. Yeah, there's like, like gangster that. ones. Yeah, it's like here's a place where a bunch of people died. Here's God. another place where a bunch of people died. I went to New Orleans <laughs> and they had a Katrina tour, and I was like, "What? Oh my God! Yeah, that is. <sighs> yeah, I can't fathom. I feel like." In Flint, Michigan, they're like, have a water here's tour. a water tour. <laughs> here's a tour of our water plants. Ugh. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, just like disaster tours. It's so weird it's so- to make a commercial endeavor surrounding something that devastated so many people and yeah. your whole city. To embrace it like that is so strange. And it's like, I don't, yeah, it's like that, like, I forget what they call it, like, uh, tragedy tourism or, like, disaster tourism. Mm -hmm. I forget what it's. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Stuff like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Something like going to, like, when you, if you go to Germany and you go to, or, like, Poland and you go to concentration camps. Yeah, what is it? I think, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I think it's important, like, I've, I went to Bergen-Belsen when I was in Germany and I was like, a pretty horrifying experience even just like visiting it Mm -hmm. and that's educational i feel like and not but these tours like they just charge people to go on them yeah here's here's (laughs) where the levee broke yeah (laughs) here's a place where people still live and their neighbors died right just a few years ago right yeah that's the other thing is that it's still fresh and i'm sure like you said it's still the people who experienced it are just like watching a tour bus go past yeah uh 
like, making commercial like exploits off of something that was so oh, visceral in their life. And probably still destroyed properties too. Which like why would you just want to go see somebody's destroyed right. house? Right. Right. That's I can't fathom wanting to do that is definitely part of my uh view on this is like i can't see like oh taking a trip to new orleans Ooh, <laughs> gonna check out the katrina tour oh yeah what do i want to go see in new orleans not the french no not the french quarter <laughs> not the swamps not that i mean but then it is the same like what about like plantation tourism I don't yeah know. i i mean <laughs> I can't tell you how many plantations I visited when I was oh, yeah. because I, I'm from you're South from Carolina. South. Yeah, so we would go on school field trips to plantations, like which I didn't think twice about at the time, you yeah. know. And think and looking back on it, I'm just like Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, how did they present that? Was it like? Um, it was very. I mean, we also talked a lot about the history of the south in you know school just because it it's where you know this i feel like a lot of other areas would do that you know if you're from minnesota you probably have like a minnesota history like class or something like that everything was very just presented in the most like uh, I mean, it was all very whitewashed. It was all very like, this is just the way that this worked. And, you know, this was the production of this uh, plantation. And these were where the slaves lived. And, like, it, it, it was never talked about, in my memory, it was never talked about in enough of a critical way. Yeah. It was all just presented as this is the way things were, which... I'm sure was also totally, you know, uh, put a spun on and not as realistic as I'm sure all of it was. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I don't have any recollection of things ever being treated with the gravity that they probably could have or should have been. Yeah. I mean, totally that they weren't like, yeah. So... And, yeah, it, it's definitely similar to a lot of those other uh, problematic situations because I guess it would be one thing if, you know, if if, if a quote-unquote Katrina tour was, like, raising money for relief efforts mm-hmm. and trying to um, put a truthful edge on hey this is why this happened you know it was environmental certainly but it also (laughs) like like you know flint michigan or like the spire sitting in the middle of chicago it's a just as much a systematic failure as you know it was a like naturally affected right there's so much more to it than just right a hurricane right so i guess if there were some sort of effort to say like be more strictly educational Mm -hmm. and more uh 
informational in terms of being more transparent and more like giving those kinds of things more weight as I'm sure not to like be flippant about this but like going to visit a concentration camp i'm sure you don't walk in and they go like all right <laughs> here's what we've got for you today folks you yeah, know let's get down a bit but yeah give I'm some gravity sure to it's, it that's exactly what i was gonna say i'm sure yeah. it has endless amounts of gravity i'm sure it's so you know emotionally heavy for people who work there for people who go to experience that yeah and i've never seen that kind of thing from my experience with that uh yeah which like it should be uh i mean i feel i imagine someone who works at like a a concentration camp giving tours probably has uh it's a taxing job Mm mm-hmm and something like working on a plantation probably should be a taxing job for the tour guides there as well. It And, you know, this is my experience. But in that, I've never really seen that yeah. as an aspect of it. I, it's more like when you go to, like, Colonial Williamsburg and Good. people are wearing, you know, tricornered hats and Ugh. pantaloons. Like, it's it's definitely, definitely much more that side of the coin than the other one. Yeah. Which is something I didn't even, that didn't cross my mind when I was growing up. Sure, because you're just shown that. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't think that's, and you know, I've not lived in South Carolina for over five years now. So maybe it is something that people are trying to make strides in, but I (laughs) highly doubt it. (laughs) It's nice when you walk away to be like, maybe it changed. Yeah. (laughs) Be like, oh, no, for sure not. Can you... So, you've gotten all this experience in Chicago. Do you feel like you would uh, either, like, is there a place where you could see yourself being a tour guide elsewhere? Or can you see it being something that you would be interested in doing um, in other places? Or do you think it was just kind of like a, oh, I've lived here for a while. It's kind of cool to learn about the city. Do that. I mean, I, I actually really like doing it. So, yeah, I think it would be something... That if I could make it, like, feasible if or when I move to somewhere else, be like, yeah, I would love to do that here, And you have that experience already. Yeah. And it, I mean, I don't know how uh, financially uh, feasible it would be in another city. (laughs) Sure. Because Chicago, it's, like, barely scraping by. Sure. But I do love it, and I I think I would. I don't know if I would enjoy learning about another city as much as I like Chicago, but I think I would. That's cool. That's, it's cool that it's something that you kind of stumbled into, but find yourself enjoying as much as you did, or as much as you do. Yeah. Uh, what do you do, like, what do you think you will do or do now that is the most proactive just in terms of, uh, I mean, I, you said you read something about the Spire project, like, last summer. Do you find yourself trying to keep up to date as much as you can about things like that yeah i mean i uh i do like especially in the season when i'm working i try to read a different article every morning or i try to like research a new thing every day cool um which is cool yeah and i also uh love sneaking into buildings and i feel hilarious yeah i feel like i like uh doing temp jobs and going on job interviews just to get inside buildings (laughs) <laughs> like, that's so funny. Yeah. I love snooping. And having the first-hand experience is pretty invaluable, I would think. Yeah. I can be like, hey, you guys, 
They don't technically advertise that you can go into this lobby, but Hilarious. you can absolutely go into this lobby. That's so funny. And on a tour, people would eat things like that up, I'm sure. I kind of wish they did more because uh, I think on a tour, it's easier to talk about like what you can directly see. Yeah. So I'll be like, like the Marquette building downtown mm-hmm. has a gorgeous lobby and um, it's got like a beautiful rotunda with like uh, mosaics of uh, Juliet and Marquette coming through the Chicago area as the first non-native explorers it's just this beautiful beautiful uh mosaics and then they have like a museum behind the lobby that you can go to for free wow and i'm like you guys should check this out and people are always like oh Mm, no we're gonna go to navy pier navy pier (laughs) yeah right i was like what is the touristiest thing and you nailed it isn't navy pier i think i read this recently that it's the most uh visited place in illinois like it has the most tourism of anywhere in illinois yeah number one tourist attraction in the state yeah the ferris wheels cool it's cool they're building a new one yeah unnecessarily uh totally unnecessarily um no reason at all for that yeah I'm trying to think. I, whenever people ask me about places, I'm like, well, you can do this, but it's. I always try I to feel find, like you're going to be underwhelmed. I'll say if I hate people, I'll direct them to Navy Pier. <laughs> like if they're on the tour and I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you should go to Navy Pier. You're probably going to like Navy Pier. <laughs> or if I'm just tired and I'm like, I'm get off the bus like go to navy pier right and it's also if you have kids it's good because there's the chicago children's museum which is genuinely good for kids that makes a lot more sense than because when people ask me for recommendations it's people that i know through college or work or whatever it's not people with it's not families going on vacation it's yeah. like peers basically going on vacation so i try to be like well these are the things that i think are cool yeah um so i'm sure that's something you have to kind of battle with be like oh god yeah one time i tried to make this joke a couple of times and sometimes it made people seem sad and unsure of themselves when i would be like Oh, this is, uh, they called this Navy Pier, named it after the Navy, um, which is because the name Tourist Trap was taken. <laughs> and I'm like, That's great. <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, people, like sometimes. They, people don't want to hear that about places that they either have already visited or want to visit. Right. They don't want to. But occasionally you'll get like the grumpy dad who's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that See, that's funny. I think. I would appreciate that as someone who was going on a tour of another city. And being like, this is what that actually is. But it is really hard to read people. Because I don't want to make them feel bad. Sure. If they had a good time there, they had a good time there. Sure. One time I was like, uh, this is Navy Pier. They have the number one vending machine in the world there. That's really funny. <laughs> people were like, they didn't get it. They were like, really? Where is it? And I was like, no. That's uh, that's a that's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> uh, what do you feel? Is there anything where the city is concerned, like any other point of interest or person that you like talking about on your tours um, or anything else where this experience is concerned that you feel like you'd be remiss if you didn't include here? If I didn't include here? Um, this is something that I like talking about and doesn't always get a lot of reception on the tour Mm -hmm. but the first gay neighborhood in chicago which i also try to bring up because i'm gay (laughs) uh (laughs) uh, but it was uh called tower town 
and it was also the first bohemian neighborhood in the city cool and it's super cool it's down um it was named because it was west of the water tower and it was like yeah and it's kind of cool it was like greenwich village but it was kind of artificially built up because after um uh or in the late 1800s chicago was like a big manufacturing city and new york city was making fun of us for not having any culture uh, so the wealthy people in Chicago took, like, uh, their money and would build artist studios and charge really low rent for them after the World's Fair of 1893 to kind of trap artists in the city. That is hilarious yeah. and kind of amazing. That, yeah. Even, even though it was done just, you know, for a fucking penis contest. Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Pissing contest Piss- in New York. Yeah. Pe- penis contest. <laughs> you know what I mean. That old saying, that penis thing. contest. A big old, big old dick contest. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, even though it was a pissing contest, it's still the fact that that is how it ended up, there ended up being that neighborhood. <laughs> like, actually building spaces for artists to create things right. is a great... <laughs> pile of piss i guess it's a big old pile of piss <laughs> i mean it's like it's like oh yeah you guys had the right idea by the but through the wrong way of having the right idea sure <laughs> like, sure that's yeah. hilarious and that's how the tower town started that's how it started and uh i mean then because it was all artists and bohemians it of course became like also the first gay neighborhood uh-huh in the city what and do you mean shannon <laughs> uh, <laughs> i mean improvisers are all gay <laughs> stand-ups are all straight <laughs> what are you trying to imply here <laughs> uh, uh everyone's gay <laughs> that's great uh, yeah that's uh, amazing but did did michigan already have that like uh wealthy kind of tie ties to it 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 was just coming in so the gold coast used to be on the south side mm-hmm. um because that was the only spot where the smell from the um stockyards wouldn't blow which is disgusting <laughs> foul it was so foul i include that sometimes i love including that but people are kind of grossed out by it uh-huh. but i'm like oh if i really don't like a tour i'll tell them about bubbly creek yes <laughs> i've heard of bubbly creek so gross just like cows that are still rotting under the river and Disgusting. creating bubbles Disgusting. <laughs> so gross uh i went by it the other day and there were like bubbles coming out of the ice and i was like gnarly mm. but also cool <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool that's a fun thing to get to uh and I'm sure it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's cool you're giving that a voice and you don't feel as conflicted about it being someone else's thing to talk about, you know? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. It's the, I like talking about gay stuff, but it is weird. Like I was really scared the first time I brought up gay stuff on the tour. Sure. And I was like, you never know. Yeah. I was like, this is insane. I shouldn't be afraid. It's 2016, but I'm also like, man, what if they think i'm trying to influence their kids or right. like whatever and i'm like why am i thinking that you can't yeah i mean it's tough because you can't cater to that certainly yeah but at it, the same time it's like i do want a hundred dollar tip at the end of this tour <laughs> right um but people i mean of course i haven't had a problem with that great um but yeah 
but it's I love talking about that and then being like we go by the baton which is like a drag club that still exists downtown and I'm like this is the baton uh the last vestige of this being Chicago's gay neighborhood hilarious um and sometimes people are like we gotta go there we gotta go there that's great that's cool that's really cool yeah I'm sure that's a heartening experience to be talking about it and have people positively respond to it it is as opposed to like i mean i do there are sometimes people who look uncomfortable sure but i don't know if they just look uncomfortable because their butt is hurting <laughs> or if like you know yeah but it's like fuck them how yeah. do we how do we move forward if all we're gonna do is coddle people who, are, who aren't willing to do that who are terrible people right. i also with the trump tower like oh makes, yeah i make trump jokes and one time this lady before i got to the trump jokes was like trump tower i love donald trump <gasps> And I was like, oh, you probably have a lot of money, so I want your tips. <laughs> Did you see recently this woman posted a video of her daughter? And she was, like, surprising her daughter because she was driving her to a Trump rally. Ew. And she was like, we're going to go meet Donald Trump. And her daughter was, like, losing her mind. She, like, started crying she was so excited and i was just oh. watching it so bummed out <laughs> that's such a did you see that video of the like three bros who are like just turned 18 and are like we're voting for trump because we feel like he says things that we all think but we don't all say mm. and I'm like, yo <laughs> that's exactly what that's like what his platform is basically yeah it's, it's like, like i'm saying the things that all you're thinking <laughs> and also i'm saying everything so like exactly like just like anything that comes to his mind comes out his mouth what a nightmare uh, um not donald trump 2016 <laughs> yeah uh would be so happy with really anyone not anyone but like, yeah. <laughs> like just definitely not trump and he's a democratic candidate and, uh, yeah. <laughs> cool well thanks for i'm glad we got talk about tower town in there because that's really cool i've yeah. never heard of that or so anything. cool that's yeah. awesome yeah um how do you think your love of and interest in um being a tour guide and knowledge thereof has influenced you uh creatively over the last year or so and how do you think it's kind of influenced your life in general um it's made it much easier to do shows at night oh uh, just on like a day-to-day basis because rather than going from like an office job where i'm sitting all day um i'm already on a mic all day and then cool i can go out and do that that is great i never would have thought about that yeah i never influence. yeah i mean when i got fired from my office job i was like I don't really want to go back to an office because it, I feel like would kill my creative mm-hmm. energy and like, I don't know, office people suck. <laughs> yeah. Worst. At least in this environment, you know, the turnover rate for people is so quick. Oh, yeah. It's like, you mean like in... uh for doing tours. Oh, for doing tours. Yeah, yeah. It's like constantly changing, constantly on your toes. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's also made me comfortable around so many different people too. Sure. Because we get people from all over the world and get more comfortable with language barriers and like just talking to people about like 
yeah what is what is is your experience like what is your country like what buildings do you have like what's so you, cool yeah like what is the weather like right now or like you know it's kind of cool that's awesome and you know finding out why people chose chicago and stuff like that I'm yeah it's sure really interesting especially in the cold months we had a lot of people from really hot countries coming here that's so funny yeah and they're like we just want to know what winter feels like <laughs> like oh yeah okay (laughs) and i'm sure there were people who said that when it was like like it is outside today yeah like this winter and i felt really bad there's a family that came from like uh i want to say like columbia or something Mm -hmm. and they were like uh maybe not columbia because they get snow in the mountains there i think Mm, do they probably but maybe i don't know it was somewhere yeah it was somewhere where they because columbia is very close to the equator so maybe mountains if elevation based but yeah i'm so bad with geography that's also what this job has made me realize is like i'm terrible with geography (laughs) and i feel like (laughs) such a american right now hey man yeah but they uh yeah i don't know it's cool they're like we want to come up here we want to see snow and i'm like i'm so sorry this winter is not normal totally we've it snowed what three times yeah I mean, there was a lot around on the ground for a while, but it was just because from, one, like, one big snow. And then it just kind of stayed. And usually, like, this time of year, we'd have, like, three layers of brown snow on top of each yes. other. I, I can't believe what, I mean, I'm not complaining. <laughs> you know, yeah, I know. I'm not. But it also is weird, like, hearing people from all around the world being like, the weather's changing. Like, yeah. This is a disaster. Like, everything's dying. I heard that the last year was like the hottest it like broke the record for hottest year period really like uh, or maybe second hottest something like that yeah that's scary yes that's not just like in (laughs) chicago that's period like across the world yeah we're all gonna die that like the average temperature was much higher than it's ever been before yeah (laughs) yikes yikes but yeah it would I didn't even really think about uh, coming in all, uh, you know, I was only really thinking about like you presenting Chicago to people, but I'm sure it would be just as interesting slash more so to be fielding everyone's, you know, comments and questions and stuff. Yeah, I kind of like it uh, when it's slower sometimes and you just get to learn about like, I don't know, like, especially like. Uh, people coming from Mexico and like being like it's so close but you guys have uh, such a cool culture that's like completely different totally I don't know and like I'm sure it it helps you think more uh, worldly because like I was saying earlier I think it's really easy to get into the mindset of the group of people that we find ourselves around yeah yeah it actually has helped with comedy in that way I didn't even thought about that but just being like hey, uh, this Facebook post is not the most important thing right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, anything else mm, that comes man. to mind? Not really. <laughs> That's great. Cool. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, this thanks so much for having me. Wonderful. I really enjoyed it. It makes me want to go on a tour of Chicago. Anytime you want. I'll get you Led by Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> Hit her up. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. I love you and I mean that. Thank you. You too.
This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.